Yo, man, welcome back. First smoke of the day. Super special episode, man. This is crazy right here. This is a real recap. This is episode seven, Lost Files. <laughs> and I'm here with my co-host, Blackleaf. This is Pat Gotch checking in. What's good, homie? How you doing? Oh, man, I'm happy to revisit this. And I'm stoked. I'm surrounded by cigars. I lit up some crazy ass fruity pebble cigar that's melding perfect with this tobacco leaf. And uh, I'm happy to have Puro on, man. This is man. fire. So without further ado, we'll announce our special guest, man. We have the Puro Company on today, bro. How are you, man? I'm fantastic, man. Excited to be here. Thank you for joining us. And I'm looking at this packaging. I'm looking at the cigar. And man, I just feel rich right now. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> That's the goal. That. That's like, the goal. I just feel rich. Like just even unraveling it and, and about to be able to just the white paper surrounds the cigar the labeling, the embossed labeling, like, I mean, you really pay attention to all the details in your brand and the passion just radiates off you and the products you create are just elegant, man, and classy. That's I a great that. word, elegant. That, that's I love, exactly I how love, I feel about it. I them. honestly love this product and at my wedding, you will definitely be there. We will definitely have a nice box of love it. Puro. Yep, man. And that's a, it's a hard name for us to say. <laughs> we'll the say that now. The, the pu- puro. Yeah, yeah. We'll I love it. For the listeners done. at home, tell explain to them how to uh, how to properly pronounce it. Pronounce the puro company. Puro. The puro company. Puro company. And I, I love it. Right. And what's that mean, bro? For people so, that don't know. Yeah. Basically, it means a couple things. Obviously, it means pure. That's what it yeah. translates to. So it's basically, you know, what the concept is built around. Um at the time there were a lot of you know, pre-rolls that had like distillate and a lot of additives, uh, you know, additives and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So I wanted to make something that pretty much focused on the flower and, you know, you, no amplifiers, nothing like that. And uh, in El Salvador, where I'm from, puro actually means cigar. So it's like, hey, you know, you got so like a, a double meeting. Yeah, almost. So it's pure you know, cigar. Exactly. I love it, man. And And I love that you said that, that you work with Basically, the focus is flower because who you're working with, that's what shows. They're perfectionists on flower side as right. far as growers and brands. I mean, all the stuff I've had from you is unbelievable. What was the one we were smoking the other day? The mints. We were smoking like a Sherb mints or what was like it? Like a Cushman. Cushman. I mean, it was something I crazy. Know. I smoke a lot of weed. I got a horrible memory. <laughs> Bro, it was fire. He handed me these. He's got these huge, basically, de- uh, humidors. And he keeps everything in these humidors. And then tell me about the two different processes, man. So the knotwood is very simple. The knotwood is our basic, our economical product. You know, something that anyone can pick up and smoke and get that whole puro experience. Now the knotwood, we just use some awesome flower and we use a really, really thin leaf called the shade leaf to wrap it. So basically the star of the knotwood is the flower itself. And that's a two gram wrapped in a nice light leaf. That, yeah, that's right. So there's okay. two grams in every one. And um, the flavors are ever changing. You know what I mean? Uh, there's so many great cultivators to work with. It's really, it's really just a blessing to be able to work with some of the brands that I myself used to enjoy on the market. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think like with the right flower, it brings the tobacco out where like what I'm smoking right now, like this leaf is so nice and light. That like it adds to the flavor of the fruity pebbles. It's not like, oh, I'm smoking tobacco with some weed. It's I'm smoking weed with this beautiful light tobacco background. Like I, I really enjoy these, man. The way you you put this 
ratio together is so, what I guess. So on the puro, it's a little bit different. The puro, it's, you know, we end up putting a lot of effort into the puro. Every strain that we get, we end up pairing it nicely to the tobacco because tobacco can be very, very overpowering. It can actually mask the, yeah, bro. the taste of the flower fairly easily. So, you know, some tobaccos, they're a little bit stronger. There are others that are a little bit lighter. There are some that are a little bit sweeter. There are others that are a little bit more earthy. So we try to basically create the perfect blend. So You're it, saying the leaf by itself has those qualities. Itself, yes. Yeah. So we basically try to create a tobacco blend in a cigar. There's always two leaves. You have a binder leaf and then you have a wrapper leaf. So if it doesn't have those things, it's not officially a cigar. Got you. Got you. Binder and wrapper leaf. Okay. So we have five uh, different combos that we end up using, uh, basically our own blends. And we end up for every strain that we get, we end up trying them out in these blends. We end up uh, basically rolling a cigar in every blend. We kind of speed cure them and we kind of give them a sample taste yeah. and we pick the one that tastes the best. And we just basically go into production from there. It's fire, bro. So fucking fire. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> I, I just, lit so, up so, so I just sat here and, you know, I hold the big, I hold the flame to the cigar. I know. And I do this with joints as well, but I'm more familiar on how to properly light one than black leaf. My man likes to hold the torch and just start <laughs> sucking away. <laughs> nah, bro. He don't know what he's talking about. So I lit this thing proper, man. This is how you light a proper cigar right here. I just smoke. If you weren't watching, I'll have to teach you later. But man, one thing I'm going to say is with your brand, the first thing I notice is you pay attention to every detail down to the wrapper. And this isn't just some pre-roll company. Like this is a cigar artisanal product. cannabis experience right here. Yeah. And your company and you have different levels of the company, different products within it. But man, this this one we're smoking right here with the fruity pebbles, and this is the puro. What? That's a puro. That, yeah, man, that, this is this exceptional. Is so this is. Would you say this is the? This is top of the line right here. Exactly. Is, you know, I mean this. The Dom this experience Perignon, right the, here is. This I mean, is, yeah, this lighting is, this and smoking this man is just like like you said. You you know how to pair it. You paired it with something light. You can taste you, that, right? Just, uh, and, and I know you did do it different with different strains, and we'll get into that here soon. But, um, man, it's just I like the fact that I can smoke it and I'm not feeling like I'm choking. It just comes through. It's And like you said, the star of the show is the flower, not the tobacco. And, like, even though the tobacco is top-notch, like, I can tell just by how smooth and how it's burning and, and how it even tastes, like, when you, when you put it on your lips – but the star of the show is the flower, man. It's not even close. It's like, wow, what an exceptional product, bro. This I'm, is a celebratory thing. Like on your wedding, this is what someone would want on like your son's birth, you know, birth, things like that. This is how good this a is. A lot of people pick them up for their weddings, for their birthdays. Yeah. To, as to gift them and stuff like that. Bro, have you ever done a wedding where you're rolling them live? Have you uh, had that no, request I yet? Haven't. I've done I a few events that. where I have, but I've never done a wedding. Okay. Okay. Man, that would be, can you imagine a grower's wedding and you got 15 different strains wow. you get people to pick and they roll. I definitely there. want you to come to my wedding, but we got <laughs> to have boxes. We got to have, you, you already know, we got to have boxes oh, of these man. to celebrate. You already know. 100%. Dude, aren't these exceptional? I mean, even the way how it's this is rolled. This the only thing I want to smoke But it's rolled around the tip. So you taste no, the mean, tobacco, like, but like, it's not. We're going to have to post some photos and get some videos and, and post Beautiful. some things so that the people can actually see and appreciate the product. And I'm sure, you know, most of the audience that follows you 
and, and we'll obviously tag all the way through, but man, like, great airflow. It's in person. Like it's just something you got to feel, taste and experience for yourself. Honestly. Yeah. It's a top notch cigar. Like you would think coming from a top notch, you know, Cuban cigar. And then it just so happens that it has the best flower in the world in it, you know, at, at different times, different growers. What are some of the collabs that you guys have done? So, uh, some of the collabs that we've done, we've done collabs with obviously Blackleaf. Yeah. We've done collabs with uh, Fidel. We've that done coll- Fideli. Shout uh, out to that boy. Yeah. We've done collabs with Fresh Vibes, who's an up and comer. If you guys haven't heard of him yet, you definitely will. Okay. Uh, the Cure mm-hmm. Company. I mean, I've worked with a lot of. Big Shout out to that to boys over there you. at the Cure yep. Company. Cure too. Company, Tree Based Clear. Yeah. I, I was over here rolling the marathon before it was even called marathon, to be honest. It's hard. Got real. It was like Cure OG or you something. Know what I mean? yeah. Real OG, yeah. boy. Boy. And yeah, what they, about they uh, still got it? What are you smoking, man? When you me, go, yeah, me, I'm from LA, so you know, my favorite thing to smoke is always going to be that OG because I've been it's the only thing that's been consistent like for the last maybe 10 15 years that I can be like, oh, I remember when I started smoking, I started smoking some OG, you know what I mean? Straight up, so that's my favorite, you know, and I know what to expect. You it's know, coming it's back heavy, I know what to expect, yeah. A lot of these new strains, since they're new to me. It's like I'll smoke them and I'll be like, oh, man, they're going to be heavy. And then later on they hit, you know, like they, they won't hit right away. There's a delay and I'm like super stoned and paranoid three blunts in. I'm like, oh, man, it's like a VW yeah. bug, not like a dump truck. Like, yeah, I, yeah. yeah, I get anxiety. I get like damn near same, panic same. attack. Yeah. Like, locks my chest up. Yeah. I smoke some. Um, I can smoke elephants growth uh, gelato 41. But but the, the OG, I mean, if I smoke too much of that or if I. Strong OG. It locks me up. Yeah, yeah I've had locks me up for sure. I have two it's nice cuts of OG that I'm working on, you know, and I see it starting to come back into the growth scene as the OGs are starting to fizzle back for growers that know how to grow them and stuff. I'm looking forward to smoking it. Yeah. Or rolling it. Got you. Well, I mean, dude, I'm smoking this Fruity Pebbles right now collab we did. This pearl. I can't believe how much you already smoked. Holy I'm shit. I'm loving, bro. I'm huffing. I'm pebbles, loving man. this. It was, so it was exciting. Boy, I inhaled half of it already. I mean, it's so tasty. It is we're, so we're, tasty. We're 10 minutes in. You're already halfway through. <laughs> I said it's got good airflow. Damn. It's got good airflow. <laughs> this man's about to do Yo, some tell damage. me about the Fruity Pebbles, though, honestly, what we were talking about earlier, man. I mean, it really pairs well with this light leaf. What do you think when you rolled it? So it was a little hard to pair uh, just because it's a... Uh, very complex strain like it's ever changing you smell it and right away you get like a hint of that like blueberry yum yum from back in the day you know what i mean and then it kind of like you squeeze the nug and then like just some sunday driver just like slaps you it's like so loud you're like like a sweet perp yeah and also like, like what a, is yeah, this yeah. you know what i mean it's like, it's like blueberry like purple. a little granddaddy perp in there yeah, little, yeah. you know and then it changes and to- then and then when you actually <laughs> smoke it it's like, yeah, you get a little bit of the the hint of the blueberry. You get a hint of that that little purple, that granddaddy purple, a yeah. little hint of that Sunday driver or whatever it's in there. Yeah. Um, but what was exciting to me is that it turned a little gassy. Yeah. As you're smoking, it turns gassy. And I'm like, what? Like, where did this come from? Like I I got no like hints of it in my nose when I smelled it, but when you get into it, it you can smell the gassiness to it. When yeah. you start to really give it that, it you're like, cause it it'll it has such a strong blueberry or like blue-ish and then you get to, i always say blue and raspberry because raspberry has a tart to it that almost burns it a little bit like if you eat a handful of raspberries it's so tart mm-hmm. that it's like burns right i like what you said gassiness that's probably a better way i always say raspberry because it has a burn to it that you're like 
damn unexpected on a fruit strain, you Let know? Let me tell you, it definitely wasn't no raspberry. I think yeah. raspberry, <laughs> I think, you know, like, like you know, raspberry, yeah, yeah, yeah. raspberry. Or, I don't think like, really nah. raspberries came through on cannabis. Yeah. There's some, yeah. like, herbs that, like, just don't. It's when the guts, when you open up a Fruity Pebble sometimes, the guts yeah, are, just, like, pink and purple. Yeah, and the, so I was going to say that next. It's was, crazy. like, the color yeah. on it was just, like, like, I get excited with weed stuff to think I've been, doing, you know, I've been smoking weed for like 15 years. I've been rolling blunts since I started, but I still get excited to see new things. Um, And when I seen that Fruity Pebbles, just like the whole little color on it, you know, you got the blonde hair. I was excited for you this You had collab. like these light, like violet to it, this little like velvet color to it. I was like, what is this? Like, it's just crazy. We're going to do a uh, Sherbaccio next. I got some Sherbaccio oh, man, coming. I'm excited. I'm excited. We'll collab you, uh, on that. You say you've been smoking a long time. Tell us about your first time smoking weed. Yeah, <laughs> man. The first time smoking weed, I was walking home from middle school. How old were you? I was probably like 13. And the average uh, age. That's wow. the average age. So, so I'm, I'm walking home from age. middle school and, you know. They like, got my man. Like I, middle school <laughs> I went to, initiated these you. kids were all growing up. They were already having like little riots and stuff between each other and brawls, you know. So, you know. Weed was like very, very common. Everyone was selling, you know, Nicks back then. Cause I mean, you know, you're 13. What else can you afford? I can't afford no 20, you know, got to save up for about three, four weeks for that. <laughs> got to cut, you know, cut a few more lawns. It's like that at 13 in LA. Yeah, huh? So, and then my first experience was like, man, this tastes like <laughs> shit. It tastes like paper. Like I'm not, you know, and like where, where were you? Like, I was look, walking home in LA, in LA. Yeah. East, like East LA or like, like, uh, yeah. Like East LA, like Southeast LA. So 13 East L.A. walking home and, and you said it tastes like paper. Tastes like paper, like this straight up zigzag. So it was like some it, it was some it was some. Oh, like it was some brick. swag for some, sure. But yeah. it was with the homies. You, you were with a couple yeah. of their friends. So, and, so yeah. what happened then? I didn't feel nothing. I was did just you like say, whatever. Did, did, I, what was there a long time before you tried it again? Yeah. Or so did, that's what I was about to say. So it was years before I tried it again. I, I probably tried it again. I was like maybe like 16, 17. So me. I've been driving since I was like 13, you know, I was mad wow. in the house. I had to, you know, do the errands and I've always been big in size. So, you know, I look pretty much look like older. Yeah. 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 So, um, like at 16, uh, I picked up my homie from school. I mean, to take him to school. And then, uh, his brother used to serve sacks, you know, that's how we used to make money back then. And he gave us some money for lunch. And I mean, money for lunch. I don't mean he gave us money for lunch. I mean, he gave us two sacks. You know I mean, <laughs> he gave me a dub and he gave his little brother a dime. But we go to school and I got this sack on me and man, this thing stinks. Like this is like that bomb bomb, you know? What OG or what do you think it was back I, then? You know what? I don't just some skunky remember. shit. It was just like some really skunky okay. shit. So I'm like, I stunk up the whole classroom Damn. type shit. Someone told me from across the room. You're in like high school. And I was like, oh shit. I was like, what? He's like, yeah, are you holding? I was like, yeah, why? He's like, I can smell it. I was like, oh shit. So he I gave you in. that fishing line. So That's I what we call it. He put you in yeah. class. He said, go to class with this fishing line. So I, I went to, <laughs> you know, I went to panic mode and then uh, I stashed the sack and some, I tried putting it in my shoe. That only activated the terps more with the heat and the, you know, the agitation. Damn. And then um, I, we basically put it in. Uh, I tried covering it in lotion. Turn it, it into in, rosin. Because back then we didn't have jars. We had baggies. We had like <laughs> tiny little Ziploc baggies. You know what I mean? Yeah. So so I'm like, what do I do with this thing? So I ended up, I was like, oh, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to throw it in this container right here. So I threw it in the girl's lotion. I told her, hey, go put this in your locker. So the girl was cool. She put it in her locker because it was in the cap. You know what I mean? So you couldn't smell it at all. 
So uh, I'm I'm leaving school already. Oh, actually, it's lunchtime. And my homie had the same problem. Like, hey, did you get rid of that sack? He's like, oh, no, nah, I still got it. He goes and he gives it to me and it's all flattened out. He had the same problem. So he put it in his shoe and obviously it didn't work out for him. So then <laughs> some dude walks up to him. He goes, hey, he goes, uh, you got, you got, I heard you got bud. And <laughs> he's like, yeah. He goes, what's up? I got this 10, but um, give me seven for it. I smashed it. So the dude gets the little smashed nung, and at this point, it looks like bubble gum that's like stuck on the floor. It's just like flat, oh, you know what I mean? It's like it's, it's just green, shoe you know what I mean? Day. Yeah. Oh, so, God. so the dude smells it and he goes, "Damn!" He goes, "What is this? This is fucking bomb!" He goes, "Here." He goes, Tash "He goes here. Let me, I don't have change." <laughs> he goes, "Don't worry about it, bro." He goes, "I know weed." He goes, "And this is some bomb weed." So he took it, smashed, still paid us the premium. You know what I mean? After school comes, we're stuck with this dub. We got enough money for lunch. So we go to a little smoke shop and, you know, we're kids. No, we're uh, like 16. Yeah, we're like 16. Mm -hmm. But again, I look older (laughs) and uh, they don't sell blunts to minors out here, you know. So I went to a little spot where I know they don't ID. I know they don't ID. And I ended up getting a blunt wrap and a chocolate swisher. We go back to my car. My boy's like, oh, I got this. Rose it up in this blunt wrap. And the weed just like pokes through the whole blunt wrap because they're just so soft and wet. So I go, let me see. So this is the first time I ever rolled the blunt too. You know what I mean? This is the start so of this, Puro, this right is the here. start here of everything. Okay. So the blunt I grabbed that looked most exciting to me on the shelf was a chocolate swisher, which they don't make the same anymore. You can still buy them, but the leaf is totally different. The leaf was this beautiful black leaf. It looked like a piece of chocolate. You opened it and it smelled like chocolate. So I'm over here cracking this blunt open. And this thing is stale, you know what I mean? I'm talking about like, you know, <laughs> so uh, I'm over here cracking it open. I fit the whole dub in there, which was actually like a point eight because you wanted the whole gram. It was 25 bucks and we smoke it in the back of the, in, in, in my car, in the back of this uh, Maywood swap meet. And, you know, it starts raining. So the car's all like fogged Perfect up. time to hot yeah. box. So it's all fogged up. So this is like my first time smoking after that. We go to KFC and, you know, we're we're stoned out of our minds. We end up getting like a family meal. It was like 20 bucks or like 18 bucks. And then we end up getting like some like boneless wings on the side and like some popcorn chicken. This is a great first time. And the family meal back then, they'll give you like the little cake and they give you like a liter of cola. (laughs) You know what I mean? So I shit you now. We go to the park, which is like right behind the swap meet. And we fuck everything up. We fucking ate everything. The family meal, the biscuits, the potatoes. You know what I mean? The little cake, the liter of cola. And after that, I got home and we need another I, just, dub I just went into a coma. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I fucking <laughs> that was my first weed experience. So it was just amazing. So then you owed him for the dub. Nah, because he gave it to us. This is like the oh, movie this Friday. Is, this is like he's he was like. Our older brother, you know. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Oh, he gave it to you. To fi- oh, so he's like, going, so either make it. the money or do what you want with it. Yeah. That's oh. how you can eat. Yeah, that's hey, how that's dope. Eat. Big ups to the big homie. Man. Yeah, so Man. that's the homie that so put that's me a, on. That's how it was in Cali then. Yeah. 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 Well, in some places, I heard some mm-hmm. other people yeah. had it like, easier. Like, here's know? halfway so. your lunch money, right? You got to put in the work, though. Like, you could turn it into lunch money. Or, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, okay, okay. Yeah, so that's, that's, that's all me. That's a hand. You know, what they, you know what they call that? A hand up, not a hand out. Yep. Okay. I like that. Yeah, I hand fuck up. with that. You know what I mean? I'll I was give a you, push up right you there. a hand me, up, but you ain't getting a hand out. Yeah. Let me tell you, you know after know that, I started eating a whole lot better. 
<laughs> yeah, huh? Yeah, you know, it's like so uh, sick after that. Nah, it's like just like just smoking good. You know, yeah, just, yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. He put us up on the game. When it's did like, when did you really get into the leaf though? Like when you were right like, then and there. That was the right start then and of there. The chocolate the swishers. Yeah, so like me, like I always see TV. Sounds and, like, good the way and, like, chocolate swishers like, sounds fire. Oh, it was gas, man. Sounds, I remember the old school ones. Those yeah, were fire. Yeah, Pack they were fresh. The, the closest, they were fresh. The closest thing right now is the uh, the chocolate Philly. They still got those. Yeah, uh, and that's yeah. the old. And you got to roll a big one. Good one. Yeah, that's you got to roll right. Big too. one right there. A big boy. We're from the East Coast. You know what? I used to see a lot of Optimos. My favorite. A lot of Optimos. Optimo. Oh. Yeah. Uh, I didn't really fuck with the Optimals. I, I didn't fuck why. with them a lot, but that's like a lot of the homies around me. That's if they smoked blunts, they smoked that. Back home, everybody's on Swishers and Dutch Masters and Dutch. Masters. My people were Dutch Masters I, me, and Optimals. Me, the crazy thing is, like, you got all these flavors now. All these blunts. When I don't I like. I first flavors. started smoking. It was just like sweet. Swisher mm-hmm. sweet. That was it. Or you know dark. I mean? They yeah, had like the like, dark one. Yeah. What about you, Pack Odds? When you first started smoking blunts, because I know that was a it big was, thing with you. It, you know what? To be honest, it yeah. was it was stuffing black amounts. Stuff. Oh, so you would man. empty them out and then stuff. Yeah, them. it was rough. Would you stuff and them then, with with back with tobacco or just all flour? All flour. Okay. Yeah. Never. Would I knew people mix. that would do like the tip. I, I never mixed tobacco with the flour. Like to me, the leaf was the tobacco. Yeah. Gotcha. Me too. You feel yeah. me? But I didn't do that for long, and then I learned how to roll Swisher Sweet Cigarillos, and then from there I graduated to Dutch Masters, mm-hmm. and the then Dutch from Masters there quality, and, and then from there I really started switching to joints because I smoke a lot and my lungs just aren't the best, so it just wasn't sustainable for me yeah. to keep like smoking. I feel that. The and cheaper, the, the, the cheaper at least cigars and shit like that, you know, and this the daily is, shit. Yeah. But like, I like stuff like this is like an experience for me. It's special. And I want to keep it that way. And me ideally, personally, you know what I mean? Man. That was the goal, you know, like you know what um, that's what I was going to get into at the time. You know, everyone, you know, you smoke joints. That's what it is. When you smoke weed, you smoke joints. A lot of people smoking blunts were like rappers and stuff like that. Yeah. And then um, I always notice, like when you walk into somewhere and people are smoking cigarettes, people make like this, like ugly gestures, like oh, cigarettes, like, you know, like stings. But yet people see other people smoking cigars and they won't say anything. They won't make an ugly gesture or nothing. And it's not because it's not tobacco or it smells a certain way. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's you know, class. it's the look. It's, it's the class, class, you know. It was probably their boss. So at that, yeah. you know, at that moment is when I decided, you know, I'm only going to smoke blunts. I'm only going to smoke because, you know, they look, they look classy. They look boss like. And, you know, I, you know, and I. With that, I basically wanted to change. And it's the, a different experience, like Pat God says. A cigarette and a cigar, the experience is nothing, yeah. not even close to the same thing. So the thing is, like, in cannabis, we didn't have that. You mm-hmm. know, we, there was no different differentiation. It's like, you're a stoner, you're a pothead, you're a fucking drug addict. You know what I mean? So I wanted yeah. to make something that basically empowered you to smoke weed. You know what I mean? Class. I wanted something, you know, I wanted something that was a little more social acceptable. I wanted to bring class to cannabis because that was the one thing that lacked. This is classy, man. This, I mean, even people that aren't into weed, if this was getting passed around, let's say I keep going back to wedding because it's such a celebrate or like a kid's uh, getting born because it's so, this is like champagne. This is like a fine bottle of champagne. Like, you know, I feel the same way about this cigar, even though I'm enjoying it one right now. So when my daughter was born, that's exactly what I wanted. The first thing yeah. I wanted was to go smoke a huge fat blunt, a huge celebratory blunt. Cause you know, my little girl came into this earth and there she was go. healthy and everything. I was excited. Man. And that's what I did. I went home. I stuck two swishers together and I rolled me a super fatty. 
but like seven and, grams and, 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 and now it's elevated to something even crazier yeah, because man. i'm over here looking at these and i'm like yo i gotta i gotta get a box of these for my godfather i gotta get some people some <laughs> gifts that have been mentors and just you know big inspirations in my life that enjoy cannabis but only in a classy super special occasion sense so if i gave him a box he with the humidifier and they're stowed right and all that he would, you know, he would have that for years to come and only break it out for celebratory moments yeah. or special moments with special people. Maybe Experiences. when signing deals or getting something done, you know, family stuff, stuff like that. I mean, that's what this product is all about to me. Yeah. 100%. So I always come back to blunts and like Swisher sweets and stuff like that. Cause like, that's what was my inspiration. I smoked the Dutch master and I used to like smoking those in the Garcia Vegas, the green ones, uh, which is called, a, it's actually wrapped in a candela leaf. I like those too. Which is what it's called. Like a those. candela leaf. A candela leaf. It means okay. those green ones, basically. You, is that from leaves. a certain yeah. part of South America? Or? No, it's just, it's like just more natural. in way. Gotcha. Yeah. It's more natural, right? Nah, not at all. It's just grown a certain way. There's Damn just like, it. yeah. He was, it, was, it just <laughs> looks more natural. He was actually explaining to me what a blunt wrap is. Will you explain to us what yeah, a blunt wrap so is? A blunt wrap is basically, well, not a blunt wrap. Yeah. A, a, a blunt, like a cigarillo or you know what I mean? Like what is uh, like the Swisher Sweets, you know how they have that manufactured paper basically. So that paper is actually all tobacco. What they do is with the trimmings, they basically end up collecting them after they roll cigars and uh, they actually end up emulsifying that into like a sand or into a powder and they mix it with water. And then after that, they basically end up creating these sheets when they lay it out on screens. And then that's how you basically get that uh, sheets of tobacco. Yeah. And they kind of, I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of additives and, and treatments in there it and did, that shit too. Not huh? really, not really. No, no because it's, it's, it's just it's, so it's just clippings from cigars. Basically, yeah. But then you know, the you have, dog. but then you have the. Dog. But you would say that those are low end cigars, would right? You agree because there? it's exactly. the hot dog of cigars, pretty much. Yeah. Like if you you know the hot dog, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's right though. He's right. That's, that's a great hot analogy. Dog that's a great analogy. But that, that's, that's a very interesting analogy. I don't know if it's a great one. Well, yeah, but, it's the bits and pieces. Yeah. Like, right? I mean, all the mean. odds and ends, and it's all put together into a sausage. Yeah, yeah. except it's a, a sausage, a hot dog. Wait, yeah, wait. it's all what? the odds and ends. Like you the guys clippings. lost me there. But the thing is, <laughs> you gotta know how you know the tobacco made. industry. They had additives and stuff because they want you to be hooked to their stuff, and they had flavoring. What would you say? That's what I was talking about. Yeah. That's so what I was that, wondering on about. That you're absolutely accurate. Uh, yeah. Like the peach, so the like, blueberry, the right. grape. So that's not natural at all. And that shit's got to be bad for you because it would leave. Why I stopped smoking them is because I would wake up and my throat would be raspy. Bro, because I, sm- I went OD. You're telling you know? me that's not a real peach? <laughs> <laughs> I've never had a peach that tasted that good. That bubble gum isn't the that bubble gum gelato wasn't <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, the turf were really like bubble gum Bro, on that. That's the a whole name drop right there. Bubble gum, man. That's the last uh, time I smoked that. Oh man. What would you say on the market? If because I mean this is something different. It, what if someone's just going to the store and you can get a blunt? What's the best quality blunt that you would get in a hurry? You know, I'm out, I'm out at eight nine right. p.m. and I'm trying to grab Switch a your sweet. Really? really? Just switch your sweet. I mean, really? just, do you need a blunt? But it's for a quality Dutch leaf, that's not, you know what I mean? Well, over Dutch master? But here's the thing. You're in LA. Not every, not right. every store has Dutch right. master. So if you're going to grab a, uh, let's just say a cigar that's not a leaf. Like I know you use pure leaves. Yeah. I use let's say you're going to grab a cigar and it's not, let's say it's noon and I have, I can, I have options. Where am I? What am I grabbing? 
to roll a blunt if it's not what you're, you know, I mean, this I mean, is special. What, it, you know, it's, yeah. what are you smoking? That, that That's how I determine oh, What are you smoking? I like that, bro. You know what I mean? So, like, I, I like to pair my stuff sometimes. Like, but see, I'm, I only go, I only vary, like, three or four times. I like, like this conversation. I only like, like, a yeah. peach optimal or, like, which because don't of the flower. But because of the flour you're because gonna of put the in flour it, flour I'm gonna put in it. Oh, the chocolate, you know, uh, Philly. Damn. Like I like some OG, and I want to smoke a fatty. You know what I mean? And then like on certain blunts, I won't even roll them. What I'll do is I'll stuff them. I'll take out the tobacco and I'll just stuff them, and they end up just burning amazing. You know what I mean? Interesting. So you'll buy the full cigar, and instead of actually yeah. cutting it down the side and doing what we do, and then re-rolling it, basically. You'll just unstuff it and and put it. Oh, wow. That's man. how you get that perfect airflow. Bro. Very interesting. Yeah. Okay. And wow, bro. And that that kind of brings me to the conversation with what leaves did you pick for our collab? And, and you know, what are your go-to leaves right now? What's your process? Please, as well. Yeah. If you could explain that. It's special. So man. the process for the puro is simple. I basically get, I start with the strain. I'm very selective when it comes to flour. I'm very, very picky. I won't smoke everything. You know what I mean? There's some people that'll smoke anything and I'm not that person, <laughs> yeah. you know, and I'm, I'm completely honest when it comes to certain strains, I'll be like, this is just not for me. So I, I start off with the strain. I make sure it's something that's kind of exclusive, not something that's like, you know, generic, like a gelato or like, you know, an OG, unless it's a specific OG, you know what I mean? And then uh, it's got to have good nose. Good. Yeah. Flavor. I and got then from you. there, I got like five trademark little leaves, tobacco blends that I have. Okay. And then these tobacco blends, you know, which are basically our little secret sauce. So, I mean, I'd like to give you the leaves. Yeah, no, you don't have to go in anything you don't want to. Um, But you have five different combinations. Yeah, we try them out. Never give the full recipe. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. But anyways, um, we have five different blends that we use. Some of them, honestly, I'm not going to lie, taste like shit. They taste like nothing but tobacco. They taste like nothing like smoking a cigar. So that's that's part of the process right there. I do a lot of, you know, R&D to make sure that what we're making ends up tasting absolutely amazing. And me, I like finding problems because then I can innovate on that. I can improve and bring you the ultimate experience, which ideally is what we're trying to create. It's not just so much a cigar. It's the experience. Um, So what we do is we end up getting a binder leaf, which ends up being one strain of tobacco. We end up uh, wrapping our flour in in that uh, binder leaf once we go into production after that we end up letting it sit for a little while um and what that does is it allows the two entities to basically meld into one so the oils from the flour and the oils from the tobacco are basically melding together and creating one body versus you know i just rolled the backwood and all i taste is that russian cream after that we basically pull them out of the curing we end up uh, wrapping them in our wrapper leaf, which is the leaf that you see on the outside. And then we put them back into a cure to basically finish everything off. So by the time that you end up smoking this cigar, the experience itself is harmonious. The tobacco isn't overbearing or overpowering. You know what I mean? You don't end up getting that tobacco overload that you would get, you know, with most products because the focus here is the flower. Me, I'm a pothead. I, I, I love weed to my very core, you know what I mean? And what I want to taste is that amazing flower. I want to taste the terps. A lot of the time I see a lot of pre-rolls in the making of pre-rolls for the simple reason of making a buck, you know, hey, up, it tastes like, yeah, hey. it tastes like just straight up clippings, oh. you know what I mean? And I hate it. I hate it because there are so many great rollers out there that just end up, you know, being dismissed because 
of the pre-roll industry being so flooded with just very low quality rolls. A proper joint and a proper blunt, I guess you could call it, or cigar, I guess the better way to put it, is an art. Both of them. It truly is, yes. Yeah, yeah. And so, sorry to interrupt, but it's, it is. There's a different line of that versus someone smoking a little, you know, dub joint. And, you know, so everything is just... The meld is... It just comes together, you know what I mean? It comes together to be this one beautiful experience because... With cannabis, we don't have that. You know what I mean? We don't have a, how do you celebrate? Oh, let me roll a joint. You know, well, I roll a joint every day. I roll a blunt every day. What's special about that? You know what I mean? Yeah, 100%. So you go out, you buy this, you know, cigar that's high quality, very limited, you know. I, I, I like to basically build my business model around the whole Louis Vuitton idea. You know what I mean? Lim- you know, very limited, very high quality and, you know, it basically sells itself. It's handmade. not for everyone. Yeah, handmade. You know, it's not for everyone, honestly. I always say that. People no, go, well, I can't afford that. I'm like, and I completely understand. It's, it's not for everyday smoking. Yeah. This is, no, this is, this special. is definitely a no. celebratory smoke. Yeah. You know, 100%. even if it's even Concerts, if it's just coming oh, home man. from work, you know, on a day where you just fucking Friday, absolutely killed it. Yes. You know what I mean? Whether that be a Tuesday or a Friday, you know, because yeah, exactly. we have I great days at any right. any given moment. You you're know right. what I mean? You come home and you fucking basically spark this baby up and you feel empowered. You feel like the boss that you were that day. You know what I mean? Yeah. And we all have moments and sometimes, you know, you have your bad moments, you know, and sometimes you need something to pick yeah. you up. And this is the exact oh, same yeah. thing. This Long day of, oh. you pulled it. You know what? I had a horrible fucking day. You know, fuck yeah. this. I'm, I, you know what? I, I got a puro there, though. This is the I'm gonna change. come home and yeah. I'm not yeah, gonna lie. Yeah. Puro right here at about 12 o'clock in the day is <laughs> definitely gonna make my day go a little different for sure. Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's gonna be cut short. <laughs> it's celebratory. <laughs> yeah, that pebbles is hitting too. Yeah, that, the pebbles strong. test strong. I told you shit. it's gassy. People always think like, oh, it's gonna be fruity. I'm like, man, it oh, no. it's high 20s. It tests 27, 28 percent. It hits. Yeah, I love. I just smoked mine. Man, I absolutely so listen, love it. One story I got to hear that we lost in the files. And for anybody that's uh-huh. listening, we had a lost files. It's a very sad story. These little micro SD cards are so small. And I was explaining to him that we had an engineer. They lost the micro SD card. And that's why we're back here today revisiting our main man. But you got into a story that was really dope. And I want the listeners to definitely be able to hear it. But tell us a story about, I think it's El Nino or... Oh, La Llorona. Oh, all right. So it's not about La Llorona, but yeah. All right. So what happened? As you guys know, I'm not afraid of the hood. So my office is like in the smack fucking dab in the middle of the hood. It's on this street that looks like, you know, like an alley. During the day, it is just busy. You got trailers and cars. But at night, man, it's like dead. It literally looks like super alley. There's no one there except the homeless people that sleep there. Downtown. So one day, you yeah. know, I'm industrial, I, you know, feeling. I, I run two businesses. So I, I do insurance, you know, beginning of the day. And then yeah. I end up doing this at the end of the day. So I'm getting out late after slaying it for 12 hours, you know, and uh, I end up hearing this lady, you know, it, it's already sketchy. You know, it's pretty it's it's a pretty dangerous place. It's South Central middle of the night. You know, you got this alley. So I'm over here walking out and. My office is basically like completely gated. You know what I mean? This thing is like a prison. Ain't it nobody is. getting in. Ain't it's nobody wild. getting out. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So I start hearing this lady 
she's like, you know, and it, and because it, it's empty, it echoes. She's like, mis niños, mis hijos. I'm like, what the fuck is that? I'm like, I'm like, oh shit. I'm like, it's like Llorona, which is basically a Mexican folktale about some lady that fucking drowned her children. And then she goes oh fucking haunting people looking for her children. So I was like, what the fuck? Oh. So um, it was actually a crackhead. It wasn't a La Llorona, so, you know. It's the no, LA. Like, no, but go, go into the story. So, so I'm Llorona. walking out of the office. I'm walking out of the office, and I hear, so I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, hell no, nah, not today. So I just kind of stay, you know, I stay back a little bit, and I'm treading lightly so she don't hear Jesus. me. So, so I'm like, and I just keep hearing her fucking yell at people, mis hijos, donde están mis hijos? So I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, she probably lost her kids or something, you know? Have you seen her yet? No, I haven't seen her yet because, you know, the gate's closed. It's late at night. So there's like a big hole. Oh, so hole. you didn't open the gate yet? No, no. So there's a big <laughs> hole in the gate. Oh, my God. There's a big hole in the gate. So I'm creeping up so I can kind of see where she's at so I can get to my car. So you got to get as, across that gate. So, yeah. So I'm looking. I look out the gate. And as soon as I pop my, my head, you know, I, I crouch down. I look. In the hole. She fucking pops her head in through the hole. And she's like. I'm like, oh shit. I'm like, what the fuck? So then, um, you know, I'm like, oh shit, she scared the shit out of me. She's like, ¿Dónde están mis hijos? I'm like, oh, you know what You know, Blow I don't know where they're at, you know? So then fucking <laughs> a car passes by and she starts chasing them. She goes, mis hijos. I'm like, all right, cool. Here's my opportunity. So I open the gate. <laughs> I open the gate. Huge know? ass gate with yeah. fucking barbed wire. Huge so I open gate. the gate just enough to get out. You know what I mean? And I close it. And my car is like faced at an angle where it's facing her and I'm unlocking this shit and this shit is not unlocking. I'm like, come on, man. You know, so it's one of the moments yeah, you're sitting there so juggling like, the keys. So I had to like, you know, it's one of those keyless ones. So you got to press, pull the key out and put it into the little hole and oh, turn it. And it's already a bitch. And she's running at me. And yeah, I'm you're like, like oh, looking shit. behind you while you're looking forward. I'm like, I'm not dealing with this today. So she comes at me. She's like, mis hijos, no te lleves mis hijos. She was saying that I was taking her kids. I was about to say, what is she saying? Yeah, so she was, she's saying like, that I'm taking speech. her kids. And oh, I'm like, what God. the fuck? So I, I'm, I hop in my car, you know what I mean? And she's coming at me and I got to drive forward. So instead, I throw my shit in reverse and I fucking gun it. I'm like, fuck this. <laughs> I fucking do like a U-turn in the middle of the street, all like movie like. And I just fucking take off, you know, you went, you went and, straight Ben Diesel. And yeah, I, and I'm talking like my office is like right on central. It's like, you know, right yeah, smack yeah, dab yeah, in the hood. Like it doesn't get any crazier than that. Has she come back? Nah, thank God. She did. not at all. Uh, maybe she found her kids. I don't know. Wow. Oh, I pray shit. to God. That man, and it turned out that's to a, be that's a big folk tale across multiple cultures. Yeah, basically, come to find out, I didn't know. I thought it was just you know a Latino uh, Latino thing. Well, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but, but it's crazy. But, di- man. but different, you know. Yeah, yeah they have their different crazy versions, yeah, of it. variations of yeah. it. Of course, man, it's like wow. every it's like awesome. every Latin country has like their own Virgin Mary. No, for sure, yeah. Like they're, La Virgen de Guadalupe, La Virgen Maria, de, you know what I mean? Like they're all like different in every country. Some are some are like harsh on other each other. They're like harsh. Oh yeah, and, yeah. You know, Our, it's interesting how that that is. Yeah, you would yeah. think you know, um, everyone speaks the same language and stuff like that. But 
you know, there are there are some huge cultural differences between bordering countries. It's it's kind of like time. Europe if you think about it. You no, know what I no, mean? it is. Is that yeah. the same with tobacco leaves? Like in certain, you have to go to certain it's places different to cultures. get different leaves. Different cultures, like Cubans, they letting the leaves go for nothing. They they take care really? of them like they're gold. Yeah. So you can you, is it? It's hard to get a hold of them. It's really hard to get a hold of them unless you're Cuban. Have you rolled you know any I mean? in a Cuban? Leaf? Nah, nah. I, so what? Where? What? Perf- specific country do you like to get your leaves so from? my family i have like a godfather who's from nicaragua okay and um he's from the city of esteli which is one of the cities where they uh roll some of the greatest cigars in the world that are obviously not cuban no you but know, they're not havanos and stuff like really? that. really yeah. esteli esteli so yeah nicaragua they basically end up growing uh rolling uh so it's a little different you know like me i know what i'm rolling and who i'm rolling for but over there the people just roll the cigars and then later on, they, they, you know, the person who puts a cigar band on them is the one who knows what brand they're for. So it's like a white label. Basically, it's got like they're you. all white label. Oh, they, tell them, they tell them, hey, but the thing is, every brand has their own blend. The but tobacco the, blend is like the secret. You so know? if I go there, though, it's going to be tobacco plantations or is it people growing it in their backyards as well? And no, then, it's plantations. It's plantations. It's plantations. Yes. Okay. It's very, it's very I guess corporate, I guess. You oh, it say. is. Yeah. Okay. It's very corporate. Yeah. High end cigars, man. There's a big yeah. infrastructure and, and that's, what's so sad about, you know, the cannabis industry right now in these shops is that they, you can't have tobacco products in these shops. Yeah. So it kills that whole vibe. A lot of people smoke that. And then something like this is so special, man. They'll, they'll open that up over time. I think it's sure. something that'll happen over time. It will. Know? It definitely will. And I think, it's you enough. know, when it does, I'm definitely going to be. At the forerunning of this thing, I'm definitely going to be. You should be. I'm definitely going to be, you know. It's another reason I'm excited for consumption lounges. Yeah. yeah. And the lounges is really You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm really, able to really, bring. really uh, looking forward to the future of entertainment within consumption lounges. Yeah. You your know? product melds perfect with something like that. You know, it's a celebratory thing. It's an experience. Uh, so is that, you know. And so with these leaves you brought today, though, what are those? So the leaves I brought today, they're just some regular Connecticut shades. Nothing too crazy. I mean, they don't look like it. They look special. Yeah. So, <laughs> they so look they're, nice. they're, I guess they're pretty up there in terms of like, you know, quality. It's called the Connecticut shade leaf. Yeah. It's a Connecticut shade leaf. It has that beautiful tan color. There are other leaves that have that beautiful tan color. Obviously there are leaves that have a beautiful, like, uh, they're like brown, like, like, Kind of like a rose color, you know. What, what about I mean? dark? If you're going for like that chocolate swisher vibe, is there like a natural chocolate swisher? Nah, leaf? not at all. But to be honest with you, the dark oftentimes can have like a hint of like cocoa and like coffee and stuff like that. So that's you know ideally where a lot of the flavor profile comes in the puro. It's it's you know I'd be going a like mix. Gas, it's OG. a mix of thing. It's pairing. You know, there's yeah. not a lot of people that pair things. I like pairing my my flower to my leaves, like you would basically pair you know an amazing steak to a glass of fine wine or you know maybe uh or fish even wine and yeah, fish like a white yeah, wine you know fish. maybe a macallan 18 or something man you're, you're right and then i love the way you roll this paper around the blunt so that it's there's no weed popping out of one end so i don't have this you know, I don't, it's not falling apart. It's not damaged. Well, it's literally it's an experience because oh, there's man. So I call that my penny insurance. And the reason I call that call it that is because that's it probably costs less than a cent to wrap them like that. Um, but the thing is that the leaves we use on on our products are so thin that with the motion inside of the container, they will actually end up snapping. So this protects that. So it's that a little cushion. It, correct. It's so. beautiful, man. It, it really, like you said, the, the experience is leveled up because of that. And then you have this massive fucking cigar 
in front of us. What's up with that, dude? So it's basically, you know, I, I roll huge cigars. Um, that's that's my thing. It's like, you know, when I'm feeling really excited, I'll roll something big, man. You know, so I was I was really excited to be here and I wanted to show my gratitude. And I ended up rolling a little art piece for you guys, you know, that now anyone that comes on the show can see up on your wall. It's um, crazy looking. It's, it's beautiful, It's a torpedo man. of it's, a blunt with a custom uh, wrap and everything. So it's an ounce of Medellin that's in there. Wow. So I, I don't I don't use no grass clippings or no trim or no shake or nothing like that. It's all premium flour. You know what I mean? We hand grind it. We end up picking the stems out. We end up picking out uh, the water leaves and stuff out. I can tell because what we did our collab on was just huge, chunky buds yeah. of Fruity Pebbles. So, yeah, I, I know that for a fact, man. And, you know, sometimes you get shaken in the turkey bags, but I always sift everything out, man. I always clean everything out because ultimately I think, you know, people are pre- paying a premium price for a premium product. You know I, I totally mean? agree. And I and I use I feel personally and you'll see me when I roll my own swish or anything like that to smoke on the spot. You'll see I always pick out the water leaves and I'll pick out, you know, any little anything anyone missed when they were trimming it, you know, specifically the stems. No, I watched I and I see you you got a right hand man that's over there rolling and he's got the chopper and he's cutting the leaf and all that stuff. And it's it's the a dope process to watch. I think people need to see it. If you've never seen a cigar getting rolled or a cannabis cigar getting rolled, especially the way like these guys are doing, it's literally an art. Like watching it getting done is like watching like I would almost say like a baker when they're making bread and you watch them start to put things together and then it becomes something else. And then you start to see it form. And next thing you know, like, oh, that's a whole loaf of bread and get to eat it. Yeah, exactly. Literally, exactly. It's like experimental art. Yeah. And that's an experience. You can smell it the whole way. I'm a huge foodie. So, you know, food references fit perfectly when it comes to the poodle. Yeah, put us on. Put us on LA, man. For anybody coming to LA, anybody wants to come out here, take a trip, or they come out here already and and just keep going to the same old places. Tell us about some real dope spots. Yeah, honestly, it, it depends what you're in the mood for. To be honest with you, I got LA spa for coming coming from out of town. I want to eat some LA. Look, what's up? You want to eat some LA? You're gonna have to start Mariscos. What are we doing with the carts? The carts and the trucks. You know what I mean? I mean, I know LA people think Mastro's, Nobu, and you know, okay, okay. you know all that fancy stuff. And yeah, I go there too. I love all that. But ideally, (laughs) when I think LA and LA culture, yeah, you got to start with the bulk of the people here. Most of those people, they don't own Mastro's and stuff like that. They got, you know, a little truck, a little taco card and stuff like that. So what's the go-to for you? What's the dankest? So me, like I have, you know, I eat, I eat a lot of different things. I can't eat the same thing twice in the same day. I like Marisco's Jalisco. Bro, I love Marisco's. That's my spot. Oh, so see, there's a Marisco's spot. Jalisco, that, the I've trucks. There. I've been there. It's fire. Bro, oh, there's the another best shrimp tacos I in love. the world. Oh, for sure, for sure. There's another spot nearby called Cuatro Vientos. And right there, I like that because they got a huge selection of everything. They got like agua chiles. You can have a little brew right there with your meal. You got you. I mean? Got you. Um, they have these like shrimp cocktails called campechanas that are like just a lot of different seafood and stuff, man. It's just always good there. There's uh, some badass seafood trucks here. Like, I- I'm going to be honest, coming from out of town, I'm from Florida, man. We get the best seafood in Florida. We really do. And it's hard to compare some of the stuff that we get in Florida to anywhere else. And 
the best stuff I've found are in a few of the trucks here. Even better than some of the, I mean, some oh, yeah. of the best restaurants. I've gone to these food trucks and they, they must have to get it, you know, daily, if not every other day. And like, like I said, Marisco's Alisco, Marisco's Four Vientos. There's a couple different spots. Yeah, they got like eight of them yeah. like on that same little that strip right fire there. though, bro. Oh, gas, bro. Fire. And you'll see a huge line of people. And, and they it's got like, like a lot of birria, taco, uh, birria spots too. I'll go though and I'll see like, I'll always see the other stoners that are like also just smoked a huge amount and then got in line, you know, for lunch or whatever, you know? Yeah, dude, it's all, I'm like, okay, there's a bunch of normal people. Then there's like three groups of like, okay, yeah, we do the same thing, man. And then like for regular tacos, like there's just like, I know people. El Pastor. No, but here's the thing. Like, oh, come on. See, when you think tacos, you think like El Pastor. I know. But the thing is, there are so many different types of tacos. Tacos from different like regions of Mexico. So like you got your TJ tacos. Sinaloa. You got your TJ tacos. You got your, you know what I mean? Your you got you. Regular common tacos. And you got the tacos with the. What's the stoner taco? Where's the spot to go for your like your stuff? I got, like, I got like a spot. Dang. You know what? I don't even, I don't. Give us the name. The thing we is, know. It doesn't have a name. That's the thing. Like this <laughs> spot, it's like bomb. It's like. It's like right off LA. the 10 freeway. It's like hidden on like some street got right you, there. You know you. what I mean? Like by some truck stop. And uh, this spot that is, sounds like this spot is the where, bomb because they where, have like a chile relleno taco. They make the tortillas. But people by can't hand. go. You got to tell them where to go. Ah, man. DM That's me. That's the thing. I'm DM, DM, DM Porto. Where do we, where, where can we get some fire food right after here? If we're downtown LA. Downtown LA. I don't know. I'll take you a little further south to the hood. We got Teddy Red's tacos and that's a birria spot. You get like a $12 plate and you get like everything. Yeah. Get a little consomme. We're going to do that after this? Oh, you know we are. It's a dip oh, taco. Man, let's get it. Do you know what that is? It's a taco, right? And it's like put together and you dip it in the consomme, which oh, yeah. is basically like but that, gravy, but it's not gravy. It's like the nah, it's it's like like, a soup. It's like soup, it's like but broth. it's like a, yeah, Ooh. but just broth. So you dip Ooh, the taco in so. the broth. Starting to get nice and chilly. Oh, it sounds fire. The agua chile, though, that's something I wasn't. That's fire out here in LA. So there's different types of agua chiles. You got your green and your red. I like the green, spicy ass one. Oh, there's a red one that's like super spicy. Okay, okay. Oh, man. It's just so tasty. I I love me some raw seafood. Like, you know where you can get live seafood here? The only spot you can get live seafood here is uh, Redondo Beach quality seafood. Okay. They have like the pier and everything, and they have like a little uh, fish market right there. You know, they'll shuck your oysters for you. When you I pick fr- your oysters. When Pat Gods and I first so. came to L.A., we went to uh, a place in Chinatown. Yep. And it's closed now, I'm pretty sure. But you go upstairs and they had big, huge containers of lobsters, of, lobsters, yeah. of, of everything, fish, yeah. of shrimp, like huge. And they they grab them and bring them out to your table and say, is this one OK to cook? And you give them the thumbs up and, and they go it. cook it and, and bring it back like that no more here. That is epic, bro. That was Crazy. so L.A. We were smoking Girl Scout cookies. One of our homies yeah. hooked us up. So we smoked some epic the Girl Scout cookies kind. driving through the mat, like the basically like, the you know, yeah, the windy yeah. West Hollywood. And we're driving through the sun shining. And we're like, dude, what could we go get? And we wind up at that spot, right? Where we're we're getting lobsters brought out or like these huge giant prawns. Like, the, the best experience ever for people coming to LA, like smoke some fire LA Girl Scout or something, you know, some exotic and, and go do some crazy shit. Like he's saying food spots. Me, I like like sushi and stuff too. There's a spot in a uh, little Tokyo called Sushi Anya. That's my spot, man. Like 
It's got a Michelin star. And if you guys don't know what a Michelin star is, it's like fucking the Lifetime Achievement Award for food. It's like yep. it's absolutely amazing. Don't they have one in Pasadena? They do too? have one in Pasadena. So I've been yes. to the one in Pasadena. Yeah. That, that shit is official. It is. What about it is any so spots clean. where you could it's smoke super at? Super official. You ever been to any places where they allow Rainbow you to smoke? Rainbow Bar and Grill. I mean, yeah, shout yeah. out to them. They always But what cool about it? Yeah, nothing like. I used nothing. to see there was a spot where people used to do Korean barbecue, and I'd see yeah. all the guys go, and they'd be dabbing. And the yeah. place would allow you to dab that, at the table uh, as long as they had the yeah, They never really that. let you do anything. Yeah. I mean, to be honest with you, <laughs> yeah. like you guys will ask me, like, where can we go and do this? Yeah. I've done it everywhere. Like always. I've, I've always acted like weed was legal. Like even when it was like highly illegal, I'm just like, you know what? By the time the cops pull up, this blunt's going to be done. Yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> good luck. Yeah. There's so yeah. many other things to worry about. But, you know, a LA good spot. Too. I like going to the perch sometimes. Oh, and, okay. And at the top of the building. Yeah. So the perch is a, is a little spot. more high class and stuff like that. Yeah. And usually that's my spot when I have to have like a drink. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I get out of work and sometimes, you know, you cost, I talk to so many people. It's just your brain's buzzing. You know, you just need a moment to relax. The perch is a dope spot. The top of a building overlooking yeah. LA. Yeah. Real cool. It's, it's beautiful. Yeah. The we scenery. used to do the Wilshire. French, right? Uh, yeah, it's French. French. Right? Yeah. We used to do the what? Dope ass brunch. You the Wilshire. Oh, I've never been there for brunch. It was a spot me and you used the to roof, like. It's called the rooftop. The rooftop on oh, the Wilshire. rooftop. That was I've a good spot. We just liked it because of the view, the, yeah, the yeah. menu. Yeah, yeah the menu's so whatever. The, perch, the, perch the vibe is, is there. It's classic, like, French cuisine. Yeah, you know? like, I like, like it's perch. bomb, like palm frites and steak, yeah, steak yeah. and frites, you know. But my favorite thing is. I'm trying to get some tacos, though, after this, man. You got me on this. Got me on these big really cigars shit. over here. Ah, these are some Ooh, big cigars. I'm lit up. So the, lit up the perch right was like my testing ground for the puro. Oh, really? Yeah. Tell us about Because you go to the rooftop and you can smoke up there. But you can't smoke weed. You know, like oh. even in today's day and age, you know, where it's like super legal and everything. Yeah, yeah. They ain't having it up there. So you did like a, t- okay. So that's us. my test spot. And so I basically went one day and like me, the first time I ever went there, like, yeah, I went all dressed up, you know, <laughs> all suit and tie. Cause that's how I seen everyone. With blunts know? in your pocket. Yeah. So no, no, not even. So I, I rolled <laughs> okay, the blunt so there. Nice. I rolled okay. the blunt there. And then, um, you know, I smoked, I sparked it up. So then security comes and he starts hassling. He goes, Hey bro. He goes, you can't spark that here. And I go, ah, oh, like, what's up, man? I go, it's a smoking roof. Like, what you mean? Like, yeah, yeah. He goes, ah, oh, man, you know, I know. He goes, I'd let you, you know. He goes, I'll give want, you one he too. Goes, I don't want to get in trouble, <laughs> you know. I was like, all right, man, cool. So, you know, fast forward. like This is at the perch. This is at the perch. Wow, dude. Fast I would not forward, think that. Fast forward maybe like a year later. This is like, you know. like It's a hoity-toity like place. Like 2018 or whatever. So, uh. And the funny thing is, uh, you're right. It is a hoity. Oh man, hi! Everyone, you walk in there and everyone's all dressed up like it's New Year's Eve. And uh, I always go in there out of work, so I'm like all t-shirted out and some shorts, smelling like. And my wife always feels so uncomfortable, and I'm like, "Babe, don't worry." I go, "These people had to dress up to come here." You sound like pack guys. I go, "This is like McDonald's to us." I go, "You know, we hear all the time." (laughs) You know, yeah. I go, "So don't worry, don't sweat it." You know, so I go upstairs. You know, get her drinks. What we do. I, you know, I'll give me a McAllen, something expensive. And then, um, you know, so I'm over here. I pop out the puro because I, you know, I'm finally yeah. got it perfected and finally looks good enough. It to looks be, like a fucking cigar. It looks good enough to be smoked. There's no there. way you would know it's weed. So like, I pop it out no, no. and I unless spark it's it. Like, and, and it smells like weed. For Obviously, sure. you, you know, smell, it's, yeah. that's the only so, way. Yeah. So it's like, you know, I spark and it smells like weed. But, um, you know, so. I'm waiting for the security to come hassle me. So here he comes walking towards me. <laughs> Not like, oh, fuck. I go, what's up, bro? Uh-huh. He goes, excuse me, sir. And I was, I'll turn it off right now. He goes, 
ah, he goes, uh, you can't have your foot feet up on the coffee table. And I was like, oh, I was like, all right, cool. I was like, yeah. So I just <laughs> sat there. I finished my puro, you know what I mean? And now that's where I go to enjoy my puro. So, wow. it, so the perch is puro friendly. Damn. Damn. So now we know. You get one, go up to the perch, and you can get some fire ass brunch too. Oh yeah, I've really never good. been there for definitely brunch. get a I'm reservation out on that. Yeah, no, it's it's fire for sure. I've been there for dinner and like it, it's just beautiful because the nightlight, you know. What yeah, mean? I, gotta go to Moscow. I gotta catch that vibe. I too. always, I, I always that. eat on the balcony right there on the side. Beautiful man, it's yeah. You know what I mean? Just hopefully all the people in the it's building next door got the one of the shades down. You know, one of the funnest <laughs> things coming <laughs> from outside <laughs> LA is being able to like get these products or get cool shit and then go smoke and walk. Like LA is very smoke friendly as far as like walking around or go do some shit or go smoke and do this. Like the place that's always been like very weed friendly. And I think like what is like the, the, the biggest meeting place for all stoners in Los Angeles throughout history has always been Venice beach, the drum circle. Venice <laughs> beach is where it's easy. You know what I mean? Like, like look at the doors, look at, uh, <clears throat> I forgot the name of the dude from Blow. Uh, even that dude, he came to LA, and that's where he started Venice Beach. You know what I mean? Um, George. Just, George, George, there you go, George yeah. Young, there you yeah, go, yeah. yeah. So you know, Venice Beach has always been it. And like even me, when I started smoking, you know, we really couldn't smoke anywhere. Bro, I, my my dad came out here, and one of his things he wanted to do was he wanted to work out at Venice Beach at Muscle Beach. At Muscle Beach. So we went out all early one day, yeah, and worked out all super early in, at Muscle Beach and shit. It was like one of his, you know, things he wanted to do, like fucking yeah, dope, man. I remember we did that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me, <laughs> me and Pat Gods used to come out here, and we stay, We thought we might move to Venice Beach at one point, and then we realized, like, man, got there's Airbnb. a lot of bums out we here. Had an Airbnb out. Yeah, we got an Airbnb out there, and it was dope as hell. And then we realized, like, mm, you'll have a beautiful house, and then like a bum out front, like, yeah, tripping, talking shit to you Going in crazy. your house, like he's, crazy. He's over here fighting this dude Bro. hard, and the dude's invisible. But what a great place to go smoke and walk around, though. Oh, yeah, it's man, all it's the creatives, beautiful. I, I, beautiful paintings. I went through an art gallery there, ended up buying the sick painting. Like that was painted right there on the beach. Crazy. It, it reminds me of like Woodstock, because like you know, like it's like the whole idea of there is just like freedom you know like cultural freedom you know what i mean like everything's so acceptable there pack gods and i when we first came to la we we were told and we went out to venice beach and we bought one of the fake wreck medical marijuana yeah. cards and you pay like 99 bucks and you fill out some paperwork right and they got like a nurse dressed up uh, like with a weed leaf on her or something <laughs> you got to know it's a gimmick but it was the only so then they give you a list of like four or five dispensaries that this card works at. They're all trash right? spots. Yeah. yeah. And so then this card is basically a hundred bucks. They give you a pass to go to these places as an out of towner. So then you have four places that are straight traps where they buzz you and like, you know, and the door opens and then you can go to these dispensaries. But, you know, go 10 years ago before we had moved out here when we would come on vacation we would come out here to hang out and then we would be like, yo, let's get a little bit of weed. And it's like, that was the safest way was to get a medical card. Right. You know? So it was just funny though, that Venice beach, even to this day, you walk down and there's someone dressed up in a weed leaf doing $99 medical cards. Nah, they're like $29. See what I'm saying? Like but how crazy, but it's still the same Bro, thing. Yeah, you're right. I'm where, where do now. they go? It's crazy. You know, it's funny. They the go first... to a few illegal shops <laughs> yeah. and then yeah. get swag. And that's how the swag moves. It's just so <laughs> crazy, though, that that's still a thing. Supposedly, though, before we moved out here, my boy used to say, man, at the top is Venice Beach, where those guys are. 
there used to be a lounge at the top yes, and you I've used to be there. able to go there and smoke really yes. and just sit out so by the I beach. A, so that, that's a story I was about to get into. Uh, one time, you know, uh, we used to, we used to move sacks and stuff like that. So we used to smoke all oh, kinds of fire. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, we, we, we think, we think Venice beach is like, Whoa, like way up here, you know? So they're the weed that they got at Venice beach. You know, this was like, you know, this was like 15 years ago. So we're thinking the weed they got at Venice beach must be like some grade A shit. You know what I all mean? All these surfers, man. Yeah. So yeah. Like we go up three things. So we, yeah. go, so we take this one mile. Not a bad thought. A I would agree. Day, yeah. You know, down Venice beach. The owners probably Monica, live out there. Cause you know, <laughs> we didn't have money for parking. Got free parking. We walked a mile down to Venice beach. And then, uh, we hit this first spot we seen, which was that lounge. So I go up there and I buy an ace. And the, the names on the three story, right? Or something like yeah. that. And the very so the, top floor is open air. Yeah. So then wow. the, the name, the names of the strains were crazy. Like OG strawberry heroina. And I'm like, what the hell? Like I Fake. need this. Get high for real. <laughs> but again, this was a long time ago. And there was, <laughs> like, this is Venice beach, right? This you was know, like, shit. this was and like, man, you know, what I signed up for. And when I seen it, I was like, oh, this is some gas. Like, you know, this looks it looked absolutely amazing. It wasn't some low quality. Yo, Venice Beach would be the place where they're like, this is the strawberry heroin and it's mixed with the OG Kush. This is the strawberry OG Kush heroin. Yeah. So I go smoke <laughs> this thing, man. Holy fuck. And then, um, I mean, in the like, beginning, I feel like they like had decent, decent weed, but nah, they did. nah now it's nah. like all swag. I walked into a spot. We got lucky like, a few times. But how dope was the lounge? The lounge is pretty sick. Just right? because. There wasn't a lot of places to smoke back then. How crazy you know is that? Even it? then. And now, what, 15 years later, 12 years later? I don't know if it's still there. Why like No, but I'm saying there's still oh, no yeah. lounges. There's still nothing. Not like that. I mean. There's still nothing. The shops all had lounges. I, you know. You um, got to pay to bring your own weed into a cool. lounge now. That's why we like were trying can, to get you to come to Amsterdam, big dog. Oh, uh, man. My back, Amsterdam didn't, my back didn't let me. I was, I was in bed that whole month. We thought you might come out. Oh, yeah. yeah. We oh, wanted yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, Pat God's invited Pearl, and we were like, hell yeah, Man, let's do this. You know? you know how many times I looked at the tickets, bro? I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. <laughs> I, you know, I'm just going to. We would have wheeled gonna, you around. That's what I was thinking. I'm like, <laughs> I swear just, to God. I'm going to just get With a scooter. I was thinking, I'm just going to get a scooter out I there, bro. We would have got you an electric scooter and just. You know what I mean? We need everything handicap accessible. But then I seen that you guys couldn't smoke in the lounges out there either. No tobacco either right now. They're going hard on tobacco. So you'd have no tobacco none and that's killer. they're not allowed oh that yeah way. i didn't I even think about it. that <clears throat> they're yeah. they're going real hard on tobacco out there they banned it so they have like jars of spice but it's like herbs but it's clean Ugh. some clean but that you can mix that so now people terrible. you know what people I, I, are doing I hate to roll with that they're buying hemp and they're putting that with hash like hashish yeah and they're rolling that as filler that's which makes crazy. more sense than then, than yeah. all the other shit but still right like because a lot of people out there they put tobacco and then hash, and that's what they smoke. Oh, that's crazy. Tobacco and hash, and they roll it up. That's like a good amount of people, right? So instead of that, they'll do hemp now with hash, which I guess makes a little more sense, right? Then if you can't do tobacco, it's better than like sticks and stems is kind of what it looked like was on the table for a lot of places. It was like the shit that people call spice out here. It's kind of looked like that a little bit. Spice will make you crazy out here. But it probably was without the spray. Whatever It was ice, not spice. It was ice, not spot. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, but you'd have enjoyed it, bro. Amsterdam was fun. They would have loved these in London, though. Man, Holy I was going to go out to Spain last year uh, for Spanibus. This was like before everything, you know, happened. And um, 
So I got my tickets to Spanimus. I got I got my tickets. I got my airline tickets. I've been wanting to go for I years. I got my Airbnb. I got I had a little villa. And it was just going to be me and the homie. You know, two guys who never get out of the hood are going to go to Barcelona, to Spanibus. And I was excited. And then on the way to the airport, um, the end of it was like March 7th, which um, was basically when the no travel. Well, they basically started putting the travel. So you're saying this past year. Yeah. Yeah, I knew some other people in your same position. 2020. Yeah. Uh So. So I'm like, man, I was like, should we go? And I was still down. I was like, you know what? I landed some stuff out there. I go, um, you know, I'm, I'm going to have poodles out there. I'm like, fuck it. I don't mind getting stuck out there for a couple months, you know? But I tell the homie, let's go. <laughs> that and my homie's like, me. nah. He goes, he goes, end up being a year. He goes, I don't care. He goes, I, I just don't want to, I, I don't, they're not going to let us back into the country. And I was like, ah, oh, man. I was like, I was like, all right. You know, I was like, and it was scary down, then. It was, we didn't know what, how bad it was going to yeah. be. And, yeah. and then it turned out the travel restriction was only for like foreigners. Like it was, uh, but then they shut down Spain. Like so bad. Like Spanibus got canceled anyway. Yeah, Spanibus so. yeah. got canceled. I knew people that flew out there, stayed a week, and then ended up having to fly back. Yeah, but I heard yeah. that Spain like just went into a sick shutdown. Like I have a couple of homies out there and they're like, Yeah, man, like you can't do nothing right now. You can't go nowhere without like having like this paperwork. And I was like, Man, that's well crazy. it's back, baby. Back in full effect. Yeah, but that's when Pat God's brought up, like when we were doing the Amsterdam trip, he was like, dude, we gotta go now. If you're trying to take a vacation, if you're trying to do something, go now. He's like, because you don't know if in a week from now things are going to change the way shit's been. Well, you know? they're just going to keep implementing more and more restrictions and more and more requirements there that people aren't going to be down to do necessarily. So, so now you can't go do that or you can't. It's just easier to go now. And and while they don't have it figured out, no one's really taking it serious. We had to go through all that crazy shit for the Eurostar. And to fill out, you know, pages and pages and pages of paperwork, uh, all because of Corona, you know, it was hella interesting, man. It was real interesting. Yeah, that was really tough for you, man. We really had to help you. Nah, nah. It was just like, this guy's guy's a little slow sometimes. That was a good 20 minutes of paperwork. I'm good at paperwork. I would have had that thing done for you. (laughs) I'm good. I would have had that thing done for you like in five minutes. (laughs) It must be detention to detail, man. It looked like chicken scratch, but, uh, but, you know, it'll be legible. So what's what's next, man? Any yeah. upcoming collabs or anything you want to drop that that you got coming up? So we got a few things coming up, you know. Um, we're basically gonna be hitting the rec market soon with our white wall. It's basically, uh, dude. It's basically yeah. a Congrats. donut, but the difference is it's gonna be with a hemp wrap. And the thing Sorry, is, that's far. I'm very particular. I haven't I haven't found a hemp wrap that actually ended up, uh, you know, fitting my needs per se. But uh, we basically ended up importing some from uh, the Netherlands. And uh, nice. on a on a roll, and um, the good thing is, it's like the poodle where it has no additives, no preservatives, nothing like that. It you know is nice. I mean? I'll vouch so, for that. I smoked one with you. The hemp ones, did you? Yeah, yeah. Your guy brought one in, and we smoked one. Oh, snap! He rolled one. You were like rolling one up, and he brought one in. We smoked. I I, I think they're beautiful, yeah, bro. So I really it's, do. It's really clean. It, you know, again, my my main focus is that you know every time you walk into a store and you see anything that we make you automatically know that it's fire, that it's going to be high quality, that it's going to taste good. It'll never disappoint. You know what I mean? In a world with so many brands and so much just oof out there, you know, and who you're working with. Yeah. Yeah. I'm very particular in who I work with too. I like people that are passionate about their, you know, craft as much as I am about mine. And, and I think that really reflects in the flower that, you know, you guys will end up smoking and anything that we end up doing. 
It does, man. I'm loving these. I really am. I got smoked probably at this point now, 10 or 12 of them from you. And, uh, I absolutely have loved every single one. Literally. I'm, I, I love them so much that I smoked three of them the day I, I, I originally linked up with you. Like, that's how much I was like, these are so good. They're addictive, right? It's like good yeah. flour. When so you like, buy good flour, so like, you want to keep smoking it. It sounds like me. Like when I started with the poodles, like I was smoking them like every day. I was like, oh, these things are amazing. They're enjoyable, but man. After a while, it just became like blase. You know what I mean? Like you do something so often, it just becomes the norm. And it kind of took that specialness away. So now it's like, you see me smoking a poodle. It's like, it's something special or a special day or, you know what I mean? I just slayed it that day. Or maybe I'm having a bad day. I need to pick me up. You know, it's just, poodle's always there, man. So it's an experience. It's just like, just straight up empowering. You what know? about the evolution of the leaf? You ever thought about like, like where that's going or like trying to find a different leaf or even maybe trying to grow your own leaf. So originally, you know, what's funny is when I started the poodle, it wasn't going to have any tobacco. It was going to actually have, uh, it was going to be like the Lyra. I don't know if you've ever seen the Lyra. It's basically, I have in, uh, I know them actually it's wrapped, it's wrapped in a, uh, what is it? A water leaf. Yeah. Been, I don't think it's been cure there's actually, it's been basically bleached out. It's been yeah. cured. And so there's no chlorophyll in oh, the leaf. Nice. Yeah. They're working on, it looks up like a pale leaf. Right. So the, no. Well, it's actually green. Their, mm. their leaves stay green. But the thing is, um, I was trying to basically make my own version of that. But one that wasn't shish kebab based, you know, the, the flower is always so compressed. It's really hard to smoke those things. They burn hotter when yeah. they're more of the can of cigar it's that's because, been compressed. It's because it has a heat tunnel down the middle. If you think Got about it, you. you're basically uh, bringing in all the heat. It roasts cherry. my throat a little yeah, bit sometimes. It does. You have and, to you know, back off of it. Yeah. And then the thing is that, you know, they, they, they take so long to burn. They're not really enjoyable. You don't get that full, you know, the Terps doesn't really trap. It's just a whole different product. Yeah. It's a whole I different thing. Um, so anyways, I wanted to make something that was similar to that. Um, just, you know, minus that tightness and that unsmokableness. Um, so I was basically creating the Puro. This is what the Puro was supposed to be. I ended up getting some leaves from a, a grower that I knew. But the thing was that, you know, it was really hard to come by the leaves. So I had to find something to train, you know, my hands to roll that was more readily available, which was tobacco. Yeah. And then, um, you know, I started rolling with tobacco and there's just so many different tobaccos, you know, I ended up just like falling in love with the process itself. Um, it, it's just, you know, the way tobacco feels in your hands, it's so different. It's like, it's like, sometimes it's so unworkable. It's brittle and everything. And with the right moisture, it just turns into this beautiful velvet sheet that just ends up wrapping your weed like so perfect. It smells I mean? it's yeah. intoxicating too um, when it's fresh, like how you have it. When you smell it and it's really good leaf, it's intoxicating. The way you talk about it, it makes me want to grow a tobacco plant in my backyard and then have that process like hey man here here's a bunch of you know or, or like yeah. dude so it's very interesting so because tobacco is and you know it's not been sprayed it's a tricky thing it's a tricky thing to cultivate and it's not just the cultivation itself but where in the planet you are and all that no 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 after that the tobacco has to be cured. aged it has to be cured that's how it ends up getting <clears throat> that beautiful tan or dark color there's Got different you. ways of uh curing you have your curing barn some of them will end up using uh, fire and wood and stuff. So you have a little bit of smokiness to the leaf. Um, you know, this is a shade leaf. A shade leaf is actually grown in the shade. So it has like these little canopies over uh, the field that end up just, like, I don't know, kind of like light that, I guess you can say. You know what I mean? Where it's like, it's getting light, but not fully. And it just ends up growing like 
so much thinner and just so much, I don't know, tastier. And then there's the full sun. Yeah. And then there's really? just regular tobacco and then some tobacco. And then there's like. But the high end is more the depth, you're saying. Yeah. The high end is usually more like, like the a shade leaves because they're usually you. the ones that go on the outside, the wrapper leaves. They're a little more common. They're a little, I mean, you, you love the way they feel in your hands, you know? So it's like when you end up picking up a cigar and you feel that leaf, it's like it transfers to the, you know, you wanting to get that leaf, to roll that leaf, to grow that leaf, to smoke that leaf. Interesting. Very interesting, man. I love the way you speak about tobacco, man. It, uh, it's how uh, a lot of us growers speak about, uh, cannabis, to be honest. It's, uh, the way you speak about it may like sells me on it. I feel a lot of people tell me when I speak about cannabis in meetings with investors or whoever, right. Other people that I almost like sell them on it. You know, they're like, wow, the way you speak about it, so passionate that it gets them interested in it. And yeah. I feel like that with when you speak about tobacco leaves. So I'm the same thing with like flower, like flowers, my thing. I just love flower. People have concentrates and they, they know their concentrates. They know people process concentrates me, you know, and then, it's like people that like football. They love their football players. They love their team. They know their stats. They know everything. So for me, you know, the growers are my football players. You know, um, cannabis is, you know, my sport. Great way to put you it. You know what I mean? I like it's that. like, yeah. I, I follow growers. I follow what they do. I follow how passionate they are. And, you know, that passion just transfers. I've always been so intrigued by cannabis. You know what I mean? It, it looks like no other plant. The flower itself, you pick it up. It glistens. It has this beautiful aroma. It's sticky. It's, you know what I mean? It's just so different. Every time I get a new strain, such as the Fruity Pebbles, I always break them up by hand. I get intimate with it. You know, I, I get to know the flower that I'm rolling because, you know, I, I think, you know, someone put a lot of effort into growing this. You know, it's not just, oh, hey, cool. Here's some weed. Let me smoke it. I just need to get high. Like, no, like me, when I smoke flower, it's an experience. And you know, I wanted to be able to capture that experience and share it with other people. That's ideally why I made the puro. I like that a lot, man. It's it's funny the way you talk about resin and stuff, you know, and it's it's cool to think of it from a plant side. The reason that plant is doing that is either from protective standpoint, it produces resin so that bugs and things trying to attack it will not be able to get right. Or it's for breeding purposes. It's one or the other usually, you know? And so it's cool to think that, right? So you, it's just very interesting, man. I love it. The way you speak about it. I'm very interested to learn. I mean, I, at some point in my life, I know I'm going to end up cultivating myself just because I'm so passionate about cannabis. Um, I actually have written books on botany. My bad written books. I've read books on botany. Um, and, I think you do great at it. You're very detail oriented yeah, in the way you, uh, your just thought because, process, you know, everything. I, you know, there was nothing like at the time there was like no real resources readily available on cannabis. Like there is now, like you can, you can buy like 20 different, you know, books on cannabis. Well, you're going to be excited to know that first smoke of the day, we're going to launch our own segment, grow your own with bigs. Yeah. 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 He's going to take you through the full process from start to finish on how to grow your own in a tent on video oh that's sick. we're gonna and start we're gonna go with week by week and we're gonna start with clones and a mother plant and basically essentially you would get a clone we'll show how to take it, clones and then uh take clones and go from there and well, literally grow it out this what man, to do this, it, what i can week. honestly say this man's been passionately living and when i say living like sharing his space with plants for 18 years Keeping like, plants it shows, it like shows. keeping, that, uh, keeping plants alive sure. for 18 years throughout 
moves. I mean, I'll just say everything. It's just, yeah, yeah. that's impressive to me. It's just, I don't know. I, dedication. You know, your dedication sure. and your passion shows, you know, it transfers over into the actual flower itself. I appreciate and you saying that. As I that. smoke this uh, Fruity Pebbles Poodle, you know, it, 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 I can really say that. I can definitely say that it's absolutely amazing. It transfers over um, to the whole experience. The Fruity Pebbles was absolutely crazy. Thank you, man. And I'm, I'm interested for you to check out some batches done with like, I think LEDs are great. Now I have some other lights I'm using. to really so unleash the beast. I have some, I, 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 I'm always tinkering and playing. So I'm interested, As you should. interested for you to try some other batches done with different lighting. And then you'll be able to say like, Oh, I actually like this one better, or actually I like the old one better, or this one had more flavor, or this one is stronger. You know, I'm I, I've been really trying to figure out. I think LEDs are about two years away, a year or two away from being able to capture what HIDs put out. So it's a whole thing. It's a whole little grower thing that I'm I'm testing and buying out. And I got this little thought that I still think double ended puts out uh the intensity makes the plant put on its sunscreen and put on its protection, which is the color, which is the resin, which is the, the style of growing that it is. So what happens a lot of times is we're trying to recreate that with LEDs. So we're trying to use UV, but the UV without the heat. So we're trying to, we're, they're in this little figuring out phase. They're, they're close, but no cigar yet. Right. <laughs> so uh, that's where they're at. But I'm really interested to do this grow segment. Um, Pat God's brought it up and I thought, wow, what a great time to basically let's start from zero. Let's literally show people how to clone. People, to, well, I have a grower that works for what me. What to get. She's worked for me for five years. What she still doesn't know how to clone. And what, it's my fault because of that. But what to get. Yeah. Minimal cost. Yeah, yeah. We do it out of a tent. The products, everything. And you go start to finish. Yeah. We're going to show and the then whole we'll do process. something cool at the end with the product. You know what I mean? Give it. Yeah, we're we'll, going to grow a cool we'll strain, some, too. We'll, we'll have something cool here in L.A. forever wants to come out. Yeah. And we'll fucking all get together the first time. And smoke it. Every guest that's ever be been there. on. You know I'm there. Yeah. You already know, bro. Every guest that's ever been on the show is all family. We might even do like a 24-hour camera where if you have like a login, you oh, can go on sick. and see the 10 at all times. That'd you know, some sick. cool shit. We're working on some really fun stuff for, for growers. Everyone everyone wants more information, like you said. Yeah, you know? it's 100%. funny. There's like this, uh, there's like this project. I, I watch a lot of like TED Talks and stuff like that. I mean... At first, you probably wouldn't think so, but yeah. No, I, I speak to you. I do. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, I'm no, I'm you're big, in depth. I'm big on innovation. So, like, even you know, seeing innovation in cannabis for me, it's very exciting because um, I've seen it. You know, go from like just some bomb homegrown to you know whatever hydro was at the time to what it is today. In the, the whole evolution industry. and the yeah. evolution of it is just crazy. If you look at flower, you know, ten, 10 years ago, even. The flower today it is just so much better honed today than it was then you know so and the amount I, of I love seeing the innovation and uh I, I like what you're doing because um i ended up seeing this project on this ted talk that i've seen which is basically a bunch of children growing fruit and they're doing it from a computer and what they're doing is they're basically uh doing it with this program and all the information ends up getting stored the whole point of it is for us to be able to grow more efficiently and stuff like that to end wow. up basically getting they're creating you know, an sop a system and process of how to do it yeah. most efficiently and then best and then training them digitally though that's unbelievable that's so they're, very they're, they're over here they're over here messing with the ph level on the plants and stuff wow. like that they're you know and it's actually attached to a living plant so there actually is uh, wow. you know a product to it and uh they're just getting all this data they're learning more and more it's about gonna get there here 
yeah. the, the, the right investors, from, from what I'm seeing, the you smart know, ones I'm will seeing, do that. I'm seeing like people are doing like uh, crop steering and stuff like yeah. that now. So, I mean, it's only inevitable. Yeah. And also just tracking data, right? Like you can crop steer, you can do this and that, but track your data. Like let's do, you're going to have 20 runs. You got six rooms, whatever it is. Right. And you're having these runs and you're going to realistically, if you're running rec market and you're running a business, you're going to not be running a hundred strains. You're going to be running these yeah. six or 12 strains. When you run those, you're going to have your full run, what we fed, what we did, what we sprayed, what we didn't spray, what we use as IPM, what we, all the little small things the data that, that at the end, when we test the strain, when it tests and it clears testing and we smoke it and we say, wow, this is a phenomenal batch. What did we do? And then the next time we take that and maybe we either add to it or we don't change it, you know, but you start to dial in different strains, like what you're saying. And next thing you know, you have these different, different recipes, just like you're saying SOPs. So we have like, let's just say we're growing mangoes or the strain mango. And once we hone it in check, we figured out, okay, if we push it too hard, the mango loses flavor and loses intensity, right? Because it's being, it's like a, a person who takes too many steroids or just over bloated yeah. and blown out. Or if we don't give it this much newts, we don't get our harvest and it's just minimal. So right here is the sweet spot. Same thing, dude. Like I think the right investors are talking about that, the SOPs I've been hearing those conversations and grows, but they're, they're relying on the grower to track his own data and coming from a grower. If you're an investor and you're asking me to hand over all my, how do I do things? It's a it's a weird thing to do, but it's the right thing to do, right? So you want to have. I'm not saying hand over your data, but it's the right thing to have all that data because these this is how you can replicate it, man. Like the pack gods can explain and can vouch for this one thing. The hardest part about growing cannabis is consistency. Oh yeah, yeah. Is having consistent crops and consistent quality. Not, you know, every other time, not three. That's the hardest part is to say every run we're going to have this much and it's going to be this quality. And and that comes with tracking data and smoke and fire. Everyone's coughing. We're smoking. Everyone's going, man. We're going. You know, that that is very important. Um, I, I run my business, honestly, like, you know, one would run a factory and assembly line, if you will. I think, you know, it's the only way you can end up being efficient. Efficiency is very important. It allows you to be able to create a great product. Yeah. Keep consistency. And you know what I mean? Do it in good time. When I see you guys roll out, it's it's efficient, man. You know, the way you guys cut the leaf and go through, it's beautiful, bro. And honestly, man, it's uh, it's special and people need to go out and get them. And and if if people do want to get this product, is there a way they can go out? Like, let's say, you know, I'm in L.A. and. I've been hearing about this product on the podcast is, you know, it's where very do I go? exclusive. I suggest you hit us up on IG and then okay. we'll refer you obviously to, you know, where it's readily available for you, you know, got or you. And the they can watch your story, best, follow course. you. Where do they follow you at? Uh, on Instagram, it's going to be the Puro underscore company, the Puro underscore, the company. Puro underscore company. Uh, that's P H E D U R O underscore company. Got you. Uh, also not woods LA. That's our backup. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> it, nope. it sparks a convo every time it, it gets brought up. Any last things you want to leave us with homie? We're all high as hell too. We're all high <laughs> as hell. 
that's one thing. Piles do, of cigars. That's one thing they do to you. They will relax you. Oh, it's an end of the day. Like this uh, is a jacuzzi type of deal. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so like people always like ask it. me, like, you know, I think one of the common things, you know, I mean, because I, I don't just push cannabis brand. I, I push a cannabis cannabis lifestyle that basically focuses on um success. You know what I mean? How to be a successful individual, you know, in a world that always fucking makes us feel like losers because we smoke cannabis. You know right. what I mean? I mean, that's obviously changing now thanks to education and things of that nature. But one of the common questions that I'm always asked is, you know, how do I get into the cannabis industry? You know, um, now that it's legal and stuff like that. If you're asking me how to get into the cannabis industry now that it's legal, I say it's probably already a little too late. But for anyone that wants to get in the industry, I say just do it, whether it's legal or not. Because at one point, it was very illegal even here in Los Angeles for us where you couldn't get caught with a seed. I mean, it was it was, you know, so dangerous to smoke with it. And I mean, to smoke and get caught up by the cops that, you know, the punishment was the same whether you were driving or not. So, you know, you have people out here smoking and driving and stuff like that. But, you know, what I have to say is whatever it is that you want to do in cannabis, just do it. Even if there's someone better than you already doing it, you never know how far you can actually get, you know, just don't be afraid of the risk, take precaution and just do it because the reward is absolutely much bigger than, you know, one thinks it is um, specifically because you're going to end up with some pretty fire weed to smoke at the end. That was I a like great that time. a lot, man. Yeah. Straight up. Yeah. It's a perfect way to it's end. It's a great it, time to get in. It Straight is. up. It you is. already know. Wrapping up episode seven, man. We appreciate you, homie, for real. Lost Ooh. Files, my man Blackleaf, it's Pat Gods. We're wrapping White up, ashes. man. We appreciate you. Let's go get these tacos, man. Yeah, already. Let's, Let's get it. it. All right, peace. peace.